Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Who knows? It's it's spinning. We'll find out. Oh, love love the spinning timer. That's even better. This is terrific. Ah. Oi, there we go. Well, how about that one? Sharks go to LA, steal two points from the Los Angeles Kings. We'll break this one down. Probably some of the ugliest end periods, but we'll get it all going for you and more. Right now, this is Teal Town After Dark. Oh, wow. I think we're fine. Yeah. I hope we are. I think we are. Uh, okay. I just muted the thing. We are, we're good. 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 Yeah. Kevin's like, we can hear you. <laughs> well, will, will, the, will the intro begin? Oh, there we go. Finally. Good evening, everyone. It is January 22nd, 2024. The San Jose Sharks are victorious 4-3 in the shootout over the Los Angeles Kings. And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every game. So if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans all over the page on YouTube or the YouTube app. Of course, follow us on all the social medias. And of course, hit us up at tealtownusa.com. And if you want to support the pod, feel free to do so on Venmo or hit us up in the super chat with a comment in the chat. And we already see the the chat is already going off. And I will say good evening to you, Mr. Ian Reed. How are you, good sir? Uh, I am fantastic. Yeah, our graphics are just chugging along here. Eh? Yeah, that's all right. It's wonderful. You know what it, matters? Like. It's the audio that matters. Can people hear us? Yes, apparently yes, they, they can. can. Yes. So that's all that matters. I mean, the, this stream can chug along and yes. do its thing as long as people can hear us. It's fine. Um, yeah. So uh, the Sharks <laughs> are on a two-game winning streak now. We're going streaking, folks. Tom, <laughs> Tom and Jerry, I love your cartoons, by the way. Uh, the Sharks actually won a shootout. That never happens. Yeah, we know. it's true. <laughs> it's true. They've they've they're undefeated in overtime, though, right? If I'm not mistaken, uh, unlike the Barracuda. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all uh, I watch is bad <laughs> hockey. Write that one down, folks. <laughs> Couture is the tank killer. Dude has really made an impact in just two games. Yeah, I think here's here's the thing, right, with Couture. Like, I think it's great. Like, Couture comes back, and I, I, you know, real credit to him because it's hard to get up to midseason speed. And I think my my concern with Couture is that the way he's come out of the gate is I wonder if, like, as the, the grind of the season goes on and as he starts playing more and more games, I wonder if he's going to kind of hit a wall at some point. But... I mean, he gets a lot of credit for me because it's hard to get up to game speed, especially when you missed as much time as he does. Like everyone's like, oh, yeah, but you're not, you know, you, he's he's rested. He's going to be fresh. He can play it. But it's hard to get up to that to to midseason speed. 
um, as a player who misses that much time. So it's a real credit to him and the work he put in to get back into the lineup yep. um, for him to come back and do what he's done so far. Like I said, I, and I'm not trying to like be like, uh, I'm not trying to rain on Couture's parade here. I think it's great, but I do wonder as the as the grind of the season continues, if it's going to start catching up to him at some point. Yeah, <laughs> we'll we'll see. I mean, it, it, it it's t- such a tough grind, like as you said, to, to miss half the year and just to kind of jump into the middle of it. But also at the same time, there could be some guys that are having the dog days of winter. I mean, you're in the middle of the season, you're in a grind, you're not even maybe what a week and a half away from going on your bye week and the all-star break. Sure. You know, so, but you've been, but you've been playing like there's, there's something to be said for like, yeah, the season's a grind and yeah, obviously you're going to get bumps and bruises as the season progresses. But when you are kind of in that and you've been in that mode for a while, like your body's somewhat used to it at the same time. Right. For sure. Whereas for a guy like Couture who was missed half the season, like his body isn't, isn't, you know, it's not, it's not as easy to come back and do what he's doing. That's why you see a lot of people come back and it takes them a few games to really find themselves. And mm-hmm. like I said, credit to Couture because obviously whatever he did to prepare to get back into the game is, has worked out for him. Uh, whatever it is yeah. oh logan yeah logan teal good to see you uh plan the parade yes we'll begin at west santa clara street by saturday and we'll be all wearing our brand brand new black jerseys to go with it so uh we'll we'll have fun with it um yeah but uh as we get into this game we'll be waiting to hear if there's anything from david quinn in regards to Mario Ferraro, he took that rough hit by by Trevor Lewis. Not not a penalty. I I, I wouldn't say. No, but... no. I think it was a it was a hockey play. The yeah. thing is, so when I first saw that, I was I was pretty concerned because it looked really ugly. But right. the him coming back and kind of testing it out kind of makes me think that if even if it is something, it's probably not serious. If he was able to come out and kind of test it and be like, well, yeah, maybe I can't play still. Right. Right. Um, I think if there's something, I, I, you know, an adrenaline's a weird thing too. So maybe, you know, you still have the adrenaline going, you come on the ice, maybe, you know, maybe they'll do an MRI tomorrow and find out it's terrible. And, you know, he's shut down for the season, but I think seeing him come back on the ice, yeah, it was an ugly play and, and not not ugly for the reason like it was dirty. It was just it was a scary thing to see the way his leg kind of awkwardly went into the boards. Um, but the fact that he was able to go and test it a little bit um, in the intermission, I think that's, you know, that's probably 99.9% chance. That's probably a positive, probably means this isn't super serious. But, you know, um, I'm not a doctor and I definitely don't have an <laughs> MRI, you know. Uh, app for for chrome so uh we'll see what happens uh tomorrow (laughs) in case you weren't aware ian reed is not a doctor nor does he play one on youtube that's right i don't play one on youtube (laughs) um let me add that to the list of things i'm not i'm not media i'm not a doctor um i you know what i'm not even angry half the time anymore that's like i'm a completely uh I don't know. Completely misrepresenting myself now, I guess. And the happy Canadian robot? I I don't know. Are you are you now human? Who knows? Uh you know what? I I I thought you know with the way that the Swedes were today, I I'm gonna defect and I'm gonna be the uh, <laughs> the, the moderately amused 
uh, Swedish robot. Well, let's talk about the Swedes. Uh, the the first period, I thought they looked pretty scared. Like L.A. came in and was guns a blazing, uh, really dominated. Especially, I mean, especially the the last half of the period. I think they they outshot San Jose seventeen to eight, if I'm not mistaken, and just was all over the Sharks early on and and I'm like waiting for them to just score something. But as it has been this season, goaltending is not the problem. Kapo Kakinen stood up to the challenge. Yeah. um, You know what? What I'd like to actually do before we get into the game is I think we kind of need to set the the stage a little bit here because I think this LA team's in an incredibly interesting place right now. Um, Los Angeles, obviously, they got off to a really good start to the season. Um, and then, you know, now more recently, they've kind of been on, uh, they're, they're not really doing very well, right? I think they're two, four and four in their last 10 or something they are crazy in like that. Rough shape. So they're, you know, they're kind of falling out. And of course the unfortunate thing for them is Edmonton is absolutely completely caught fire. So, uh, Edmonton's fault, you know, Edmonton moves up and they're going to sit in that third seed in the Pacific. And I think if I'm the Vegas golden Knights, uh, and I see them coming. I mean, obviously, like they do have the Golden Knights do have like a seven point lead on them. But uh, with the way that the Oilers are playing and the mediocre hockey that Vegas is kind of playing right now, that can change yeah. really, really quickly. Um, so, I mean, you know, for teams that are actually in the playoffs or, you know, as as of right now, I mean, the Kings are in an interesting spot because they, you know, they've had a really good start to the season, but it's kind of slipping away from them right now. Right. Um, you know, I think it's it's with a lot of teams right now, um, scoring's up across the league, right? Uh, and so we're seeing a lot of teams really kind of struggling if their goaltending can't be consistent. And, you know, tonight, like, David Riddich was pretty angry at the end of this game. Ooh. I'd probably be pretty angry if I was David Riddich too. Um, Cam Talbot's kind of turned into a pumpkin, um, like he often does. So, you know, really... Right. It really, t- you have a lot of really good teams right now that have kind of really been undone by goaltending. I think if you look at, you know, I, I don't think Toronto's a really good team. I think there's definitely construction there, but I think they're better than their record would indicate. And what's the issue there? Goaltending. Uh, at the start of the season in Edmonton, what was the issue? Goaltending. goaltending. Um, so it's, you know, uh, the Kings obviously coming into this game. This is, you know, this is a team. These teams don't like each other. Like these teams have never liked each other. Um, so this is a team that, you know, not only like there's there's rivalries here, like, you know, like and I know like there's you know, there's a lot of guys on this team that haven't faced each other like this, you know, haven't been in this competition. But there's enough guys in the, on both these rosters that have. Right. You know, uh, Anze Kopitar, Drew Dowdy, like they there's going to be no love lost with the Sharks there. And I think that kind of trickles through the lineup. So when you see a team like San Jose, a team you already don't like. And a team that's, you know, yeah, we beat the Ducks last game. But after that, you know, before that, it was some pretty dreadful hockey watching for Sharks fans. This this is points that they probably thought that they should have walked away with. And, yeah, they they do Hell, get yeah. one point here. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is this is a game that L.A. really needed to win. And there's been some calls for T-Mac to be let go. Uh, yeah, interesting to I, see about that. I mean, I again, right? Like, I don't think... I think if you look at Edmonton, I think Edmonton's like the the perfect example of this, though. Is it that Knobloch was is such a better coach than than Jay Woodcroft, or did McDavid get healthy and the goaltending could actually be goaltending? 
<laughs> right? You're you're not wrong there, my friend. I mean, it, it could be a combination and and just the spark and just adding on to you know, but McDavid but, being a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, I mean, and you know, but obviously, here's the problem, right? Can't fire the players. No, no, it's the easy fix, and you know, sure, yeah, and, it's and Holland's the only on fix that you can make, and Holland's on the on the hot seat big time right now. So, yeah. well, I mean, I mean, for LA though, like they they could fire the I I don't think, but I think Todd McClellan's been been fine for them. I don't know who they would want to replace him with. I wonder what Kings fans would say. Um, probably with Jay Woodcroft, but. You know, when I look at when I look at this LA team, I don't think coaching's their issue. I just think they can't buy a save right now. Right. And tonight was kind of another example of that. Yeah. Uh, just another Randy G uh, chiming in on the chat. You know, I was so happy to see a good Kings Sharks tilt like the good old days. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't like one sided like we've we've seen before with an occasional Sharks win. So. Um, yeah, Marty saying I always like T Mac. I I still I if you asked me to say who was the best coach the Sharks ever had, I'd say Todd McClellan. Yeah. Now people are gonna be like, well, you know, he left, and it's true. I mean, look at coaches are like diapers. Eventually, you have to fill. You have to change them. <laughs> That's just the reality of the the game, right? Eventually, right. you have to change the coach. Yeah. And Todd McClellan, I think, as well, he did a lot of good things in San Jose. I just think that when he left, the, the you know, it was it was time, unfortunately, yeah. for him. It, it was a, it was a bummer that they couldn't get the job done. They couldn't get, you know, they got to the sec. They got to the third round twice, yeah, and just couldn't turn around uh, with T Mac. Um, you know, and he's got a good team in L.A. right now, and, and I think they are guns ablaze. Yeah, he just can't buy a save, which is the undoing of like every coach, which is just a nightmare right now. Uh, and it would be ironic that you know that his his mentor the his protege his mentor got fired because of bad goaltending and Jay Woodcroft it's going to happen to it can happen to T-Mac pretty soon but uh Blake came out with the with a vote of confidence so we'll we'll see what happens there uh in that so. um Taco Cruiser asking McClellan better than uh, Daryl Sutter yes i i would i would argue yes i think that T-Mac got more out of a lot of players that there's there's only certain types of players that are going to really thrive in a, in a Daryl Sutter system. Right. And I think the era of the team that Daryl Sutter coached, um, like that team was suited to that era. But I think if you put, I don't think if you put Daryl Sutter behind the, the Todd McClellan years Sharks, um, I don't know if they were good. No, uh, I, I mean... Just, just think of of Daryl talking about Danny Heatley here. Oh, I, I think he took a shit. You know, I, I I don't know if 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 it's the right team to build around him. And yes, Daryl Sutter had wonderful things. Like I think, in yeah, LA, like when, like the Owen Nolan years, like perfect team for 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 Daryl Sutter. Absolutely, right? absolutely. But I just I don't think he would. I don't think he would have gotten as much out of the. Uh, Todd McClellan or Sharks as uh, Todd McClellan did, but that's no, just my opinion. No, it it just seemed like the perfect team with with the perfect coach in both standpoints. Let's be honest, just yeah. T-Mac had a little more success with it. You know, yeah, so. I mean, you know, the 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 Daryl Sutter Sharks were the happy to be there Sharks. 
by Tom McClellan, like like Joe Thornton coming to San Jose changed the team, right? They went from being the the happy to be their team to the the cup contender years. Right, right. Logan saying Sutter is the better coach. McClellan was better with the Sharks. Um, uh, maybe I don't know. I, I that'd be an interesting debate. I don't know if this is the proper. Let's bookmark that for the summertime when we need to figure out summer content. I don't know if this is the this is the proper uh, place to do that though. Cool. Welcome everyone. <laughs> so let's move on inward to the to the second period where LA started going off like gangbusters again, and then Fabian Zetterland. <laughs> I mean, he he gets the opening goal to to make it one nothing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just just a nice play in my in my mind with with how everything uh, went down for the Sharks on this night, and then you have William Eklund with a slippery snipe. That's for all you f- slippery Pete fans out there. Um, but just kept going back and forth, back and forth, and it was like, oh boy, these guys are looking pretty good. Well, uh, I think I I mean I I before I mean the Sharks got on the board though. I mean I we have to give a shout out to Capo Kakinen because oh, I think the, the Kings came out pretty hard to start this game and this game could have gotten really silly really quick. Um, and it probably would have with in, in previous years, but this, you know, so far like this year, Capo Kakinen has been really good and it helps that he's playing for a contract, obviously. Right. Um, and I do always like, I, I know people are mad at me because I keep bringing that up, but I think it's important to, to bring up that like, yes, the guy is, the guy is good because he is due money. And sometimes when people are due money, they play well and then they kind of turn back into a pumpkin again. I'm not sure what I would do with, with Capo Kakinen at the deadline, honestly, because I think if you look in today's NHL with the way that guys don't, you know, guys, most guys are split now, right? Like you do right. have a, a starter who's going to play more games, but it's not like the Martin Brodeur games where I'm playing 70 games and you can have 10. Right. Right. Um, so I think or, having two goalies like... is super important and I don't, you know, uh, and if, and if um, you are a fan of the channel and you watched our Barracuda show, I think you would um, remember that I said, I don't really know what I think of the Barracuda goalies. Like I think they've all done admirably and I don't think they've been the problem, but I, still question if there's an NHL goalie in the group. Um, so I don't know, man, like it, it's hard to decide what to do there. I think if a team comes and really bangs down your door for Capo Kakinen, you, you're absolutely listening. Um, but you know, if they don't move him, I mean, as long as they don't sign him to some ridiculous term, I, I don't hate the idea of him coming back. But you... I don't know if either of these like like it depends on what you how long you think this is going to turn around, right? Yeah, that's the thing is wh- how quickly do you, the Sharks think they are getting back to playoff contention? Not yeah. let alone Stanley Cup contention, playoff contention. Because if you think you're a year or two away, do you keep both goaltenders? Yeah, hundred you know, percent. Like I think if you think you're you're that close, but I don't think I I hope the Sharks aren't delusional to think they're that close. Well, if they are, and let's be honest, looking at attendance-wise, they need the help. They need to get back out sure. really quick. But yeah, I, but I, but can they? You know what though? Like, 
this is something that I said a lot on this podcast, and I will say it again just because I like hearing the sound of my own voice. Um, if you fix the <laughs> hockey problems, the hockey problems will fix the attendance problems. Right. If you make moves to fix the business side without addressing the hockey side, both sides will fail. Uh, Uriel Q just got out of Crypto Arena. Nice win heading back to Bakersfield. Drive safely, and hopefully the roads are not awful in the grapevine for you. But glad you got to see a victory in SoCal tonight. Um, but yeah, I agree with you with the goaltending. Uh, that you know, I mean, if it were I would you, listen on like I would, I would a hundred percent listen on Kakinen. Because again, like I do, I, I am still skeptical of Kapokak. He's had a really good season, but again, he had a really good season when he came over and he was due money last time. Right. And then when he was making the money and there was no new money in sight, he's kind of shit. And so I don't, you know, like, you know, again, but it, it does, you know, it, it does deserve he said that the sharks did do a lot when it came to goaltending coaching over the summer and so maybe some some of that is paid off so i don't want to completely like discount like the work that that you know a guy like ryan miller's come in and probably doing so i don't want to completely discount that like as being a possibility but i'm just i'm always skeptical of guys that you know light it up when the when the money is coming true and you also have Mackenzie Blackwood, who's, I mean, the goaltenders for this team has have played very well. I mean, it, honestly, it's just about these guys shooting the damn puck. Yeah, and, you know, defending. Um, well, yeah, that's got a part of it, too. But, I mean, puck possession has been awful. I mean, they were dominant in the face-off circle once again. I mean, I think, I think after two periods, um, anyone who had who had a face-off percentage was at least 50% or more. I mean, I'm sure. sure there were a couple that, you know, lost a draw or two that were over, but I mean, face-offs are super overrated. I like, I know, but they I need the why puck. they do it. It's an easy, yes, yes, they do need the puck, but if you win the face-off and then immediately lose it, then that face-off win is completely pointless. Like, that's why I understand why face-offs, like why we talk about it, why it's tracked. It's an easy counting stat. But if you can't do anything after you win the faceoff, then what's the point of winning the faceoff? Like, I, 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 it doesn't, winning the faceoff doesn't impress me if you can't, you know, control the puck after you win it. It means nothing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as we've sidetracked, let's get back into this one. Uh, your thoughts on. No. Do what I want. So Zetterlin made it one nothing. <laughs> yes, he did. Eklund with, with his slippery snipe to make it 2 nothing. He had Trevor Moore late in the period get one for his team leading 21st for Los Angeles. Um, you know. It, it, no, no. Okay, so so just around other injuries. Kings dominated the first minute of OT because of face-off wins. Yes, if you can win the face-off and then, you know, maintain possession of the puck after, that's great. The problem is, is like, Again, if you can, if you if you win the faceoff, but then immediately turn it over, this you know, then what's the faceoff done for you? It's done nothing. You might as well have lost it. Right. I mean, it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's that complicated to me. Uh, Bozo Soros 
666. Eklund looked great on the third line. Eklund probably played one of his nicest games in quite a while. I think it's his first goal in 18 games. He had four assists in that time. Um, but nice for him to get a nice tally to uh, get off the yeah. side for his eighth. Well, I think, you know, again, like, you know, people like, oh, God, Eklund's not scoring. Like, no one is scoring, though. Like, it's hard to get points when you're getting your ass handed to you. Um, look at, yeah, Eklund got put on the third line. Quinn said, you know, this isn't punishment, whatever. But I think, you know, Eklund had a really good game. I think he wants to play with, you know, he wants to play with the top guys on this team. He doesn't want to, you know, he wants to play in the top six. That's where he's going to succeed. He knows that's where he's going to succeed. So I think tonight he came out. He had a really, really good game. Um, that he needed. I, I really liked his game tonight. I think everyone was was kind of talking uh, that they kind of felt that he was going to get one this game just based on his play early. And, you know, credit to him, he, he gets on the board. And then uh, as the game progresses, he moves up the lineup too. Yeah, and gets a nice reward for that. Indeed. So 2-1 after two periods. Third period, Kings get right back into it. Again, another goal. Within the first two minutes of of the third period, Quentin Byfield uh, left alone for his 14th to tie it up at 2-2. But Carpenter steals the puck, feeds it to Justin Bailey with some nice wheels to get in and score. Goes five hole to make it 3-2. And then Drew Doughty does Drew Doughty things after Capo Kakinen takes a... A puck and shoots it over the glass. Yeah, like I feel like so. Here's the thing that bugs me about that, right? Because like, yeah, Capucakin and puts the puck over the glass, and that's that sucks. Like that's an automatic penalty, obviously, and I'm sure he doesn't feel very good about that. But like, God, man, like if there was ever a game where you'd want to bail a guy, like who, if anyone on this team deserves to be bailed out in that situation, is it not Capucakin? And what For do you do sure. instead? You screen him on the goal. Like, you know, you don't block the shot, get out of the way. Uh, I mean, it'd be nice for you to clear the garbage. Yeah, like just, I don't know, man. Like I just, that bugged me because it was just like, again, like it's just a situation where you just want, like Hapokakinen has bailed you out the entire game. Just return the favor. I mean, you know, and they and they did in the shootout, thankfully. But like, it's a situation there where I know points are bad, and we'll we'll talk about the standings and the Sharks getting points all of a sudden, and how it's the end of the world. I'm sure quickly, but I don't know. In that situation there, I just wish that they would have bailed them out. Yeah. No apologies for the cough there. Uh, you would hope that there'd be some run support, and and you know, if you're Giants fans, you would talk about run support for like Barry Zito or Logan Webb who threw a, who throws a pitching gem only to, to lose it, you know, five to one because the offense can't do crap right now. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's the, that's the tough part. So, uh, overtime LA dominated. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if these guys are afraid to communicate. You know, this is where you'd hear Hedy go. Communication is free. Uh, but it just seems like they're off target. And the same thing on special teams, you know, again, that Dowdy goal is a power play goal. So that's, I think, yeah. 12th power play goals allowed in the last 11 games. They've quickly become the worst team 
uh, in the league with penalty killing. Um, ah, so I mean, so I mean, like, look at at least, hey, look, if if you guys say the Barracuda haven't accomplished anything, I mean, obviously there's a direct transition there. Bad penalty killing on the Barracuda comes up to the Sharks. See, it's working. The Barracuda's working. Oh, snarky Canadian robot, I think, is a little more appropriate. <laughs> um, and again, do you want Barracuda content? We did like an over two, two hours, over two hours of Barracuda talk on this channel a couple shows ago. Check it out. Please do so. Smash that subscribe button. Cause yeah. Because you, you have Barracuda content, you have Pucknologists, and then we do post games here as well. All right, so uh, so you get the shootout. Sharks score twice in it, including Zetterland, which made Riddick, you know, get a little. Uh, oh gosh, why am I blanking? All Pekka Rene game seven against uh, the Sharks. So a nice win. All I mean, uh, let's be honest here. Um, they probably shouldn't have won this one. No, and I think for for the people, I am glad you said that. I'm glad that you said that, and you basically put it on a tee for me. The You're last welcome. two games that they've won, they could have easily lost, which is why I think for the people that are starting to panic, like, oh, God, Couture's back, and now he's going to wreck the tank. Couture's not going to wreck the tank. It's fine. This team shouldn't have won the last two games. Now, because those games were against the Ducks and the Kings, I don't really care. I like when we beat teams that I really strongly dislike. I don't get mad at those kind of games. It, California you know. sweet baby. Woo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, just another Randy G with the super chat. You want to oh, just that got up? that up there. Sharks with back-to-back -back wins to reclaim the California throne. Hashtag go sharks. Yes, yeah, indeed. Exactly. Uh, Felix but, saying shark, snarky Canadian robot unlocked. Although Marty True. Marty is going with more optimistic Canadian robot. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. Go on. I was uh, I appreciate the anyway. Oh, as always, we we do appreciate the super chats. Super chats help us keep the lights on. Helps us pay to keep the website running and make sure that you can get this on your favorite pod catcher. So we always appreciate the super chats um, that support the show and keep this basically running itself, which is the way we want it. Uh, appreciate you guys. Um, yeah. So like, the, look at, I understand that you, you look at the standings, right. And you're like, Oh my God, the, the Blackhawks have two more, you know, only two more points than, than the sharks. And, and you know, it's a little scary looking, but I, I look at this team and I'm not too, too concerned because I don't think that I don't think the Sharks show won either of these games to be completely honest. Um, I mean, like, again, I enjoyed the win tonight. I think you got to enjoy the wins when they happen. Like, right. Because when they stopped happening, it was pretty awful. And I, I don't know, man, I, I understand people are like, oh, God, the tank, the tank. You know, we have to remember that the draft is a lottery. Uh, so there is that. I'm not saying that the Sharks should just start picking up points indiscriminately now. No. Um, obviously, you want the best odds. Um, but... But, 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 but I just, after the stretch we just had, and I look at, I think Couture is a good, um, I think he's a good player, right? 
Um, but like, I don't think like he's going to single handedly, um, you know, send this team on a tear. There's, there's a lot of problems like this team, you know, allowed another night where they allowed 40 shots. 46 to the exact 40. Yeah. 46 shots. Right. Holy uh, crap. Um, so, I mean, teams that play like this are going to lose more games than they win. I think mm-hmm. that is nice that they picked up a couple of wins because we had to break up the monotony of the, you know, those losses were getting pretty ugly for a while. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, I I think my advice to you, the viewer, would be to enjoy enjoy these small moments of zen because i think that it could very quickly turn around again and then we're talking another 11 game losing streak right can we not please <laughs> on, a, on a personal level can can we not i mean <laughs> let's not go on another losing streak please yeah uh, you know uh so you're saying Couture's not mcdavid no he's not no Jesse L. I think he's good. Like, I look, I'm not, I don't want to like shit on Couture, right? Because I think he's been good since he's come back. But th- this team wasn't a Couture away from the playoffs before he was injured, and they're not a Couture going to the playoffs now. Uh, Jesse L. saying, no, it's Nico Sturm who's going to send this team on a tear. <laughs> I mean, the Sharks that, won uh, only one time with him out of the lineup. I know. That's true, um, but I, that's that's Jules's gimmick. I'm not stealing Jules's gimmick. <laughs> uh, Randy G, maybe LA is interested in Kakinen. Lol. Maybe. I maybe. mean, I but, think oh, there's. I, I think that if I was, if I'm a team and uh, I'm concerned with my goaltending, I think there's a lot of people. I mean, the problem is, is like Kapo Kakinen does make a decent amount of money. Um, I think he's like two point five million, so it's not like he's super super cheap um but the sharks do have a retention spot and his contract does come off the books at the end of the year so it's not at the end of the world if they use it um on uh capocacanon to help make that work i'm curious to see what's going to happen this year because goalies generally at the trade deadline they don't fetch a lot usually like there's the occasional situation where where they do right but right in general as a rule they generally don't fetch as much, but with so many teams needing help between the pipes, I'm fascinated to see what the prices look like. This is going to be one of the more interesting trade deadlines specifically for goaltenders. Agreed. Because goaltending is needed everywhere, and I would have to think that, you know, somebody's got to give... It's like, remember the year that Ryan Miller got traded from Buffalo to St. Louis and that just started a trickle down effect for goaltendings mm-hmm. getting moved. I have a feeling it's just going to take one goaltender to get moved and then everything's going to go. Yeah. So we'll, uh, Jesse L does it use a retention spot to launder a three team trade? Um, yeah. Cause you're still retaining, like if you're retaining salary and then another team retains salary on top of that, you're still <laughs> retaining salary. So it would eat up that spot. So you'd want to use it for the sharks who are already retaining salary on Brent Burns and Art Carlson. You would want to use that slot on an expiring contract. Um, and I, you know, and so maybe if a team like is super tight against the cap, uh, you know, maybe use it for capital Kakinen. If, if someone wants to really give you, 
um, an above average return for for a goaltender. Um, you might want to use it to get Kevin LeBanc out of town too, though. So I don't know. It depends. I think I still think that they can't use it on somebody who's not expiring. I think that would be a bad move for the Sharks because it completely ties their hands to do things. But I think if you use it on a guy with an expiring contract, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, because it's just going to go away after the the season, which will right. be yeah, yeah, beneficial. It goes, in, it goes away July 1st. Yeah, big time. All right, so Sharks win this one. Four to three in the shootout over the Los Angeles Kings. They're on a two-game winning streak, and now they get the New York Rangers, who yeah. are sitting in San Jose right now, enjoying the game, enjoying the rain. So, hi Rangers! Hope you're having fun on your YouTube while you're sitting in your hotel room at the Paul. I think it's probably the Hotel Valencia, but you know, I digress. Uh, Seven thirty puck drop: Sharks and Rangers. On Another night. team, though, that hasn't been fantastic of late. I think the Rangers, I mean, look at the Rangers should beat the Sharks. Um, but, you know, it's another team that's been kind of just putting around right. in their last 10. So should be it should be an interesting game. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I always like watching the the Rangers. I like Igor Shosturkin. He's one of my favorite uh, players in the league. So but we probably won't see him because it's the Sharks. Oh, Jonathan Quick. Oh, no. We're going to win again. Oh, boy. Yay, great. Although, didn't Quick play? Did Quick play in LA? He, Quick played in LA, but mm. he, they lost 2 to 1. So, mm. we'll see. Well, maybe, maybe. And some time off? Who knows? But, oh, man. That, I mean, but the, these races in, in the West. I mean, you know, Eastern Conference-wise, it's always going to be craziness, especially in the Atlantic. Uh, but uh, the, the Metro is the division. I mean, the Metro is fast. The both divisions are fascinating. I, um, I, it sucks that the Sharks aren't in a playoff race because we'd be talking more about the playoff races. But looking at at the in both conferences are are yeah. just phenomenal. But it the West was kind of already settled by this time last year. Mm-hmm. Now it's still crapshoot. I mean, Winnipeg's up a point on Colorado. Dallas is at sixty, so three points back. You know, you have L.A. who's just completely falling apart. You know, after starting the season with eleven straight road wins. Yeah, you have Nashville hanging in there at fifty-one. You have mm-hmm. Arizona, who they beat Pittsburgh tonight, right? Oh. Uh, with <laughs> yeah. with that with that. Oh boy. Uh, go go look on YouTube or Twitter or wherever, but uh, apparently Evgeny Malkin can't handle a puck, and it went right into his open net. But Arizona's at 49. Calgary and Seattle are at 47. So, And then St. Louis is at 46, and Minnesota's 45. You're right in the mix there uh, in January. It's not like, you know, I mean, honestly, San Jose, Chicago, Anaheim are probably the ones that are pretty much done for in the west and in the east it's just ottawa and and columbus yeah you know but you know buffalo's quickly fading and i thought they were going to have a good year but getting back to the point it's like the west is going to be really interesting again and mm-hmm. i wonder how that's going to dictate the the trade deadline it's going to be yeah because there's going to be a lot of teams that i think that that, that are going to think that they're that they're in it right or and or they're close enough that you know they really 
there's a couple like the Arizona Coyotes at this point. Like you kind of have to start buying, don't you? At, at this point, unless if not? you're like, unless if something goes completely south between now and the trade deadline. But like, if you're if you're there right now, you're two points out of a wild card. Kind of, don't you kind of owe it to your team to buy at this point? Man, kind of owe it to your fans to buy. Wouldn't it be? And I know. Up in Canada, they all have a shit fit, which makes it even better. But wouldn't it be fun to see a whiteout at Mullet Arena? Yeah, I, I just want to watch people cry about it on Twitter, for, yeah, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Felix asked an interesting question in the chat. Um, you know, um, uh, do I think goaltending is down this year? I think that there is less truly elite goaltending in the league right now. I think that goaltending is kind of in a weird place, but I think the players are just better. Like uh, scoring is just up across the board. And I don't think it's because all the goalies are bad. I do think that there's less truly elite goalies in the game and there's a lot of good ones right now. Um, But I just think it's, you know, um, you look at these things kind of cycle. uh, And I just think that these kids that are coming up that have found just new and exciting ways to score um you know and they kind of do things that like would be at one point considered like you know like when you have guys doing the michigan and stuff like yes remember remember when remember when tomash hurdle put the puck between his legs and that was the end of the fucking universe <laughs> remember remember that how, how that disrespected the game and now you got guys like doing the Michigan nonstop. Like it's just, it's crazy how far we've come. Right. Uh, it's, um, it's nice to see, to be honest. Yeah. I think, I think scoring's just up in, in general. I think the players are better. I think there's more, there's just, you know, I think, I think, I think if the only position I think expansion hurt, is maybe goaltending, maybe that's why it feels like there's less elite goaltenders now because so many, there's so many NHL goaltenders with 32 teams in the league now. Um, yeah, I think goaltending is just in a weird place and it'll, it'll come around again. It always does. Right. Like the, the eighties led to the nineties where I, you know, it seemed like we had just obscene amount of elite goaltenders. And obviously I think defensive systems were different to the trap. You have the dead puck era, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I don't know. I just think it's a situation where scoring's up across the board, and I don't think that's it's fair just to be like, well, the goalies all suck now. I think it's a more nuanced uh, education. You know, I, I, it's a it's a more nuanced conversation, I think, than just goalies suck. No, I get you, I get you. But but goal but scoring is definitely up. Like, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. Like when I was growing my hair, and you know what was league average goaltending save percentage then was like nine fifteen. That's what yeah. we did for. We said Martin Jones had nine fifteen and played X number of games, and and uh, you know, and then I have to cut my hair. Um, league average goaltending right now is nine oh seven. Is it a bad thing? Which not no, it's, it's not a bad. I don't think. I think it's. I think hockey's been super exciting to watch this year. Uh, you know, even when you're not invested in the teams you're watching um and i think when you when you look at the number being 907 it really really when you look at i think uh, mackenzie blackwood and capo kakinen save percentage i think it really shows just how great of a season they're having when you put it into the perspective that 907's league average this year yeah 
for full disclosure, um, Martin Jones is at a 9-11 with Toronto. Yeah. Um, but he's, yeah, but again, is, is he good or, or, or I don't know. Or is Toronto's defense good? No, it's not good. Toronto's defense is not good. But I, <laughs> I, I think that, like, again, you know, this isn't the first time where, like, Martin Jones bursts on the scene. is like, oh, my God, he's back. And then it's like, yeah, yeah maybe not. Um, looking on Twitter just to see here. Um, Quinn says Ferrara will probably be out for the next couple of games. It was a good sign that he was able to test it out before the start of the third period. And that's coming from Shang. So if only, uh, if only someone said that on this chat, <laughs> Sorry. good job again. In case he missed anything, or <laughs> watch this again. <laughs> Check us out on tealtownusa.com. Sorry, I, I I had to have fun with that. I, uh, uh, find us watching the show. <laughs> find us wherever you can get your podcast: Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey, and of course, if you're on the YouTube channel, by all means, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, leave a comment down below. Uh, Tell us what you thought about tonight's game. Tell us what you thought of uh, us talking about everything and then some until we got to the game recap. Uh, but we really appreciate each and every one of you coming in. Ian, your final thoughts before we wrap things up on this night. Um, yeah, I mean, when the Sharks do good, it's good, right? I mean, that's what else can I say at this point? When the Sharks do good, it's good. I'm glad I didn't swallow my water before you said that. <laughs> uh, he's at Ian Boggs Hockey on the Twitter machine. I'm at PuckGuy14 practically everywhere. Uh, we will be back with you tomorrow. That's right, Tuesday night. The Sharks take on the New York Rangers. I don't know who's doing the show, but uh, we'll be here. Who is doing the show? No. I'm doing the show. You're doing the show, but I don't know who you're doing it with. Oh, that could, that's scary. Yeah. So that that's for off offline conversation. And until then, thanks for watching us. Your final score again, Sharks win 4-3 over the Los Angeles Kings. Until then, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a good night, everyone. Mm -hmm.